It's the lowdown on Sports 1440 with Loretta on Twang Tuesday. Coal Miner's Daughter. I have a story about that movie, if you want to hear it. Uh, Sissy Spacek, who ended up with the lead role, she was at a, at a lunch meeting with the producer, and the producer told her that she didn't get the part. And she, she was holding a wine glass, and it broke in her hand. And apparently... In true Hollywood fashion, she ended up getting the part. So if you're ever like in a job interview um, and you're holding a wine glass and you're told you, you're not going to get the just break it, apparently that works. During the sports update, our friend Declan, who's doing something else now, Declan Kruger, running all over Hellsaf Acre, probably getting your podcast up for you mentioned that the Toronto Maple Leafs have signed Noah Gregor. I believe he said $775,000. I believe that's correct. Is that the right number, sir? That was the reported number, yes. Okay, so he's making about two forty less than Jason Gregor then. Oh, at minimum. Yeah. So that's interesting. You know, I mean, I don't know how often radio broadcasters are making more than NHL players, but this has got to be that rare time. Yeah, that family's dead. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to Red Deer for any family vacations. I'll say that. What's wrong with Red Deer? No, I love Red Deer. I love Gasoline Alley, but I'm just saying. There's a Red Deer has a lovely river valley. I lived there several years. This seemed to have struck a chord a little. Well, bit. I like Red Deer. I enjoy it up to Rocky Mountain. It's a lovely area, sir. I like Red Deer. I've had well, I apparently heard of, it's not that big a deal. It's know. slumming it when you're going on a holiday. Poor Red Deerians. It is Red Deerians, right? Red Deers. Red Deer Red Deerian Red Deer Eerians. <laughs> One of those six I just mumbled out. Let's just go down a rabbit because that could take us all day. We'd have to pack a lunch, so let's move on. Uh, I want to do NHL rumors here because there's a couple of things I want to talk about the Otis roster. And then I've got a couple of things to back up my wild and ridiculous claims, okay? So the roster is set, and it ha- it's, I'm going to give you the lines and the pairings. This is what they have. On injured reserve is Ryan Fante, the goaltender. He'll go down to the AHL when he's ready. Also injured, Marcus Niemelainen. He will go down to the AHL when he's ready. And they'll bring somebody up. But all of that aside, there's only one spot left. It's the Nima Linen spot to fill in. Here is your roster for opening night. Connor McDavid will center Evander Kane and Connor Brown. Leon Dreisaitl will center Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. The third line is McLeod between Dylan Holloway and Warren Fogel. The extra forwards are Matthias Janmark and Derek Ryan. If they can move Nima Linen out today, for instance, maybe you'd see a center called up and... You know, maybe it's Lane Peterson, but we don't know. The defense, Darnell Nurse with Cody Cece, Matthias Ekholm with Evan Bouchard, Brett Kulak with Vincent DeHarnay, Philip Broberg, that's seven. That won't be what we see tomorrow night. Ryan Rashog reporting that, that he could see Ekholm playing 7D, penalty killing, and then moving up if he's comfortable. So that that's a guy you would protect. A lot of it will be... You know, you're playing to the score, so if you're up 4-1, maybe he doesn't play much. But that's your roster with Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell as your goaltenders. Really, there's one spot open. 
Peterson, Lavoie, Ben Gleason, they're all in Bakersfield. Maybe one of them gets called up. We'll talk to Daniel Nugent Bowman at 1.30. Why are these people showing up at 1.30? We've got set times, and so what? These are big star people. Oh, Dan Patrick. Oh, Daniel Nugent. Why in hell can't they show up on time? No, I know. Who do they think they are? And listen, I will say, I think, in my opinion anyway, it's forgiven because of the insight they bring. But I'm not happy about it. Well, I don't you worry. I'm I'm gonna raise a I'm gonna raise a fuss at the next staff meeting, and and you know, wine social. I'm gonna bring it up. Pro- pro- probably. The reason I wanted to mention it is this: there are still players out in the ether, and the owners have two of them: Adam Ernie and Sam Gagne. And they might sign one of those guys and keep them. Ernie, I think Gagne will be signed if he's going to sign and go to Bakersfield on conditioning. Not sure about Ernie. But Jesse Granger, who you can trust, covers the Golden Knights for the Athletic. He sent out that Bruce Cassidy, Cassidy said Max Comtois was released from his PTO yesterday without a contract. So Comtois is a guy who, I mean, I could see the Edmonton Oilers maybe reaching out to. He's, 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 not, he's a free agent, so they don't have to claim him or anything. Other teams probably will be doing that as well. He's 24. He is a left winger, so it's not ideal fit. But, you know, he was at $2 million last year. He'll definitely take a cut. Scored 19 points last, night, last year in 64 games, and he is a rugged player. He, he would be an interesting addition by the Edmonton Oilers. The Columbus Blue Jackets are also doing some things. They're engaged in trade dialogue with teams about moving a defenseman off their roster. That's Frank Sarvalli from D- Daily Faceoff saying that. Sarvalli adds these are likely centered around one of Jake Bean, Adam Boquist, and Andrew Peake. GM says Yarmo Kakalainen is likely to move whomever they find gets the most back. Well, those are all five, six guys. The Oilers would not be interested in that group, but there should be interest in some of them around the league. LT, this is completely out of nowhere. Well, that's kind of the show. But what were the Leafs thinking getting Jared McCann and leaving him exposed to Seattle instead of Hall? Like, if that were Holland, there would be a billboard up here. Look, I, I'm going to tell you that that's true of a lot of NHL cities. There was a big hubbub in Toronto, but everybody's so uber-focused on what they're doing. Like, everybody's mad at Ken Holland. I think Ken Holland's done a good job. I think he doesn't have a contract, and this is last year, but I think he's done a good job. I also think they're cutting it way close to the bone this early on the cap, and they're going to have to make a move at some point. That's my belief. Maybe it's CC, maybe it's Kulak, maybe it's Fogel. I don't know, but it becomes almost impossible. There's two players missing. It's not like you have 22 players and you've got two goalies and then you've got seven defensemen and and enough forwards that you can have a guy at rest. You don't have that. Not right now. It will become an issue as time goes on. Didn't Niemalainen start last year injured as well? Big Mac with no cheese. Do you like a Big Mac with no cheese? Uh, no. Like, I'll get cheese on it. Yeah. 
I'll get cheese on it. Like I know we've uh, it's well documented. I'm not a cheese guy, but if you're getting a Big Mac, you, you can't get it without the cheese. You, you've rained down blows on big cheese on this radio station. I have, but and this is don't the one think time, it. It isn't noticed. This is the one time I'm a semi cheese apologist. They do it well at McDonald's. They go, they're they're McDonald's for a reason. They got the formula down. I'm just saying, you know, big cheese. One day, I, if I were you, I'd never walk to my car at night. Big cheese might be there, waiting, lurking in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think they should waive Fogel and use his money to sign cheaper, more upside broad prospects. Good rule of thumb is this: take your top six forwards on a team and the third line center. Take your starting goaltender and the top four defensemen and put them aside. Who's making more money than the rest from that group? It's a tell. What happened to Ernie? Nothing so far. There have been rumors among media for some time now that the orders are mulling. And what that means is they're looking. I've said several times, irritated people, which is sort of just a bonus, that I think the Otis could make a trade. And I think Raphael Lavoie might be the guy. Lavoie plus for something. I've mentioned Montreal before, not because Lavoie is French, but because Montreal has a third line, a fourth line center, who I think would be very interesting for the Oilers. And that's Jake Evans. Now he's 1.7 million, so you'd have to send something back, or the Habs would have to retain. They're not really in a position to do that right now. I mean, my trade ideas aren't always perfect. Red Deer Mites. Well, that isn't true. Did you write that in? No, that was from our good friend Gusto. Embarrassing. Not me. I know better. Do, do Do you remember what Don King called Edmontonians? Like the boxing promoter? Yeah. He had, no, what did he call us? You don't know this story? No. You're kidding. I didn't know Don Don King ever mentioned Edmonton. Don King was in Edmonton. With Tyson at one point? Was that what it was for? When Tyson was training here or something? I'm trying to find it because I don't want to lie to you. Of course. Well, I'm assuming he didn't come down here with, with Ali or any of his other, but I mean, maybe I'm I I'm not going to be able to find it. But anyway, he said, I love, I love Edmonton. I love all Edmontonites. <laughs> and it just became, it just became like a meme before memes existed. Everybody would, you know, call on each other Edmonites. It was very funny. Um, I, I'm, I'm, just, I, a lot of respect that uh, Don King knows about us up here. It's kind of cool. I would, you know, I mean, it's a major city, but still. damn right it is. The Edmonton Oilers, the mall. When I was in Seattle in 1987, I was at this. Uh, uh, there was at the Westin, and right next was a pizza joint. Uh, and the fleet had come in. So there was there, there were people with the whitest suits I've ever seen, like the fleet, and they're waiting at payphones and they're all lined up to call home. And it was it was kind of it was kind of sweet actually, because they were just they got off the boat and they the first thing they did is call on home. And I walked into this pizza joint and this guy's throwing dough up in the air, like a big round pizza dough. I think he was singing. And he goes, what can I get you? And I said, I'd like a number whatever, nine, I think it was. And he goes, a large. It was really good pizza. He goes, okay, where are you from? And I said, Edmonton. He goes, ah, uh, Gretzky in the mall. That's what he said. That's what Edmonton was known for back then. Now it's Gretzky the mall and you. So, Well, I was going to say Ann McDavid. 
I think McDavid's pretty famous, all right. I think so. I don't. It's hard to know though because he's famous here, but right. like they haven't won the Stanley yet. When he wins Stanley and then gets traded to L.A., then it'll be big. Yeah, it's like a relative famous. I mean, if he walked down the streets of L.A., I don't think too many people would know who he is. Oh. But he couldn't go in public here. So when he when he if he ever leaves the city, um, I want his driveway, but not his kitchen. He's got a heated driveway. Does he? Yeah. yeah that's pretty impressive. I just I just love that. I know it's like, come on. Come on, low tide. In my neighborhood, I would be mocked by all of my neighbors. But I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea. Of they it. would be jealous. Well, and also, I, I wouldn't. my car wouldn't get all that gunk on it before I hit the street. Ernie is still on his PTO. Does he sign once Nemo is sent down? It's possible. It's very possible that that happened. It's Red Deer Ites. Okay. That does make sense. Red Deerians. <laughs> it's, it's already a run-on sentence. Edmonites. Yep. We always say Red Deerios. Okay. Not bad. Kind of like Cheerios. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Why but, wouldn't they just grab them on waivers if Montreal was interested in Lavoie? It doesn't work like that. Once a guy's sent down, you can trade for him now and put him on your AHL team and watch him play for a while. Remember last year when Dmitry Samarukov was sent for uh, Klim Kostin? Kostin went to the AHL, played some games. It's an advantage. Can they move the Neal contract? No, it's 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 No. Renee from Tourism Red Deer, Red Deerians. Thank you, Renee. And I love your city. That's where I met my girl. So there you go. She worked at a place called Choppies, and I worked at a place called Billy Bob's. And together, we drank all the gin. (laughs) Not really. We didn't get all of it. It blew my mind today when I found out that the home arena stadiums for the San Jose Sharks and San Francisco 49ers are 10 minutes apart. There is so many stories about hockey arenas in the Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose area. They used to play the Seals and the Sharks out of the Cow Palace. And then there was one called the Jewel Box in Oakland, where Oakland played initially. And um... I guess I have time to tell this story. The Gund family. You know the little little stuffed, cutest button, uh, little fluffy toys? They're, from, they're called Gund? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe his name is Gord Gund uh, and the Gund family. They owned the Oakland Seals that became the Minnesota North Stars. They kind of amalgamated. And they sort of gave back the Oakland Seals, Cleveland Barons, to the NHL. And they said, one day later on, this was like in 78, one day down the line, we'd like to get an NHL team back, but we're giving it to to you now. And then in 92, they got the San Jose Sharks. So the San Jose Sharks are actually the Oakland Seals. Nobody believes that, but it is true. Dave Semenko fought Muhammad Ali. There you go. 
Yeah, I saw that. I was looking it up. Yeah. I had no idea that uh, expression yeah. ever I, Well, I, you know, that's when you need John Short in the studio because yep. John could tell you everything about it. John was there. Probably had money on Semenko. Elvis used to rent theater in Memphis at midnight so he and his mafia could enjoy a flick. Can I ask what this has to do with anything? I was going to say that's a pretty cool little factoid, but I, I'm not sure it's complete. What Were we talking about something related I, to I it? don't recall talking about Elvis at all. I don't think we were, like, no. Coal Miner's daughter is Leonard Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, Don King, Ali, maybe the mall, what, but I mean, it's a, it's a stretch. I don't see it, man. <laughs> I, don't th- I, uh, I, think, I think we might be in the clear on this one. First, Nur- first time ever. Nurse, Hyman, and Ryan also have heated driveways. Well, it's a, it's a trend. I bet Gregor's the first media guy to get a heated driveway. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have one by now, it's probably well, I mean, it's taboo or not taboo. It's it's old hat cliche. That's the word I'm looking. Jamo could have one. <laughs> Why would he need it? He's got a helicopter yeah. on the roof. You know, Lavoie, Neil contract and a second for Evans. I don't think you can trade the contract. It's a bought out contract. It's just dead money. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, you know what we were talking about? It was the text that just came in that cleared it up for me. We were saying McDavid can't go anywhere without being swarmed in public, which is why ah, Elvis was renting. Yeah, see? There we go. And there we were doubting our listeners. Yep. Let, let that be a lesson to you, sir. Uh, it was my mistake. Have we done the break yet? No, I think it's time. I don't know. You know, it's the tryptophan. But it's we're, just in my brain, and I'm just gone. We're making good time here. I'm we're glad like, I'm not driving today because I yeah. probably drive the wrong way. Yeah, well, I was wondering what you were doing at, you, what you were doing at the bus stop earlier. Well, no, you I know, know, I like to hang around. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. It's the lowdown with low tide on Sports 1440. It's the lowdown on Sports 1440, Twang Tuesday. I have to say that this fall is really shaping up to be, I know we're going to pay. I know. The hammer of the gods will come down and we'll live in the land of the ice and snow soon enough. But this is gorgeous. I've walked after 8 o'clock several nights in a row. And it's cool and beautiful, but it's not its not awful. You know, it's not really windy or hurty, you know, hurty, you know, cold, 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 cold wind. I didn't mean hurty. I did not say that. Nobody can say I did. It's not like that. It's nice. It's really nice. Hurty. Good Lord. Pretty sure King was not here for Semenko Ali. It was for the Tyson-Riddick fight, which King reneged on and took the Tyson-Douglas fight in Japan. I think that's it. I think that I remember it being promoted. Maybe he was here twice, but I remember that. People were mad. Low Tide, what's the prediction for your first... 10 Oiler games, Coach Mike. Well, what I do, just so you know, and I've done this for many years, is the first game of the season, I will have a game day uh, post up at my blog. And it'll go through the first 10 games, and it'll give you an idea. Really, it'll be for the month of October, right? So if you look at the Oilers' early part of the year, Hmm. I think they're going to do really well, but we'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too far down the road here. Seven, two, and one, I think, in the first ten. Well, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. They've started out well recently, in recent years. They've started out well. But 
It's got to keep it going and got to stay healthy. And they do have a they do have a tendency to slide a little bit around Christmas into the new year. That's where I did that rant. The power play can go to hell. They were just really poor against. I think it was Craig Anderson or Buffalo, one of the two. Craig Anderson of Ottawa at the time. Yeah, it's been an interesting day in the National Hockey League. Um, I'm going to ask Daniel about it, but the there are just times when organizations or leagues or whatever um, they they have unforced errors, and this was this was one of those things that that I think could have been solved. In a, in a different way and probably should have been. Um, but I, I don't think it's over because I think there are going to be players who are going to come out and they're going to have their tapes stick, tapes stick, their sticks taped with, with pride colors and the, whatever the fine is, they'll pay it. And, you know, I, I've already heard that, that, you know, I'm sure fans will pay the fine. Like th- this isn't going away is what I'm saying. This is not going to be one of those things where, oh, okay, well, that's what they're doing now, and that'll be the end of that. No, that won't be the way. And I, I said it earlier, and I just believe it. Um, when you do this, you you pride will be fine. Pride tape will be purchased doubled and double again because of this. That's not the worry. And I don't want to get too far into the world here, but th- there's there's an intolerance in the world about a lot of things. And when you feed that, then you are part of the problem. And I think we're seeing that across the world right now. And and uh, um, I, I don't expect everybody to get along, not that anybody did in the 70s or the 80s, but now the fracture is so wide and the anger is so great that even something as small as the NHL reneging on something that they had done before, I think can cause harm. And I know nobody in the National Hockey League wants that. And that's why today is such a regrettable decision. The, the forces that are in play now in our world are powerful and they are not good. And I don't know where this lands. I'm not smart enough to know where this lands. But this was not a good day for the National Hockey League. And it's too bad because it's opening night. I don't care if they, every owner said get rid of the pride tape nights. Batman's job is to do the right thing and say we're welcoming every community from BG. Well, I, I mean, I... I just think you're going to see something in the very near future to appease that side of the conversation. Because what the NHL today did was they told everybody who they are. And I don't think the NHL wanted to say that, but that's what they did. And then what happens is if you're a big company or a big league or a big entity, you call in the fixers. Have you ever seen the movie Michael Clayton? With uh, George Clooney? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. It's yeah. been a while, but I've seen it. Well, you know, something happens on a road at midnight, and it's got to be fixed. You call somebody. 
George Clooney. I love that horse scene. That's an awesome scene. Do you remember that one? Now that you say it, no. Okay. I was hoping I would he's, be better with my references he's here. He's driving I a car, and he's gonna, the car is about to blow up. Yes. And he sees these horses at the top of a hill. And, and something compels him to walk up to the horses and just kind of be still with them. And he's being followed by somebody, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. And as he turns around, the, his car blows up. And he runs down the hill, and he throws his watch and any kind of thing that would you know identify him into the car. And he takes off hellbent for leather. And great movie. Yeah. Uh, Everybody chiming in. That's good. Everybody has an opinion and we like that. Everybody's happy with my comments. We love that too. It's all good. Robin Brownlee, Don King and the Ebonites remark came when King was here for the Tyson Razor Ruddock bout, which was canceled when Tyson supposedly came down with, <laughs> I can't pronounce that, Brownlee. Costoctoritis. I'm not close. Uh, Mike was a mess and Razor would have pumped him like Buster Douglas did long, not long after. I believe Brownlee. Brownlee would have that. Brownlee would have that information. So we'll go with that. We are now joined by our friend Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic. Daniel, how are you, sir? I'm well, Al. How are you doing? I'm good. I really enjoyed your article. and You brought great clarity about the Raphael Lavoie question because there are some uh, who believe that he was the, the next man up, but they had to waive him because of Nima Linen. Uh, and yet indicators are that is not the case based on your article. That is correct, yeah. And I probably would have been in that group. Uh, too, I, I think on on merit, uh, Raphael Lavoie had a pretty good camp. I don't think great camp. I don't think great preseason, but pretty good one. Um, and just the fact that he needed to go on waivers, and he, to my eyes and and to people that I talked to, would have been the most um, uh, likely player to get uh, picked off waivers um, or claimed by another team rather than say somebody like Peterson or uh, I mean that was he would be the main guy. Um, Wayne Peterson, so uh, you know, I thought that that he would be the tw- the next guy, but uh, not so. Says Ken Holland, um, a guy that they want to see more of, and I, I think the biggest issue, and Holland expressed this, is that with team carrying twelve forwards or supposedly carrying twelve forwards, they obviously can't right now. Um, uh, with with Lavoie, they want somebody in that role in the twelve forward role that they feel comfortable on it playing every day in the NHL and they're just not sure that Raphael Lavoie can handle that right now. They want to see him um, kind of continue to build his game and build his resume in the AHL. Um, and from there, uh, hopefully for his sake and the team's hoping too, that he'll, he'll warrant a call up at some point in the season. Daniel, if you were a fly on the wall in uh, Ken Holland's office or you'd uh, put some kind of listening device on his whiteboard, not that you would ever do that, right now, do you think he might be shopping around the NHL? We see Max Comtois as an example, just to use him as an example, is it did not have his PTO picked up, so he didn't sign a contract. There's a lot of guys out there in the ether, and I don't know that they would appeal to the orders, and maybe it's Adam Ernie or Sam Gagne, but this is the time that if you've got an open roster spot like the orders do, maybe you, you have a look around. Do you think there's maybe last minute look sees going on yeah why not i mean um i think holland talks to a lot of general managers uh certainly not somebody who's been particularly active i mean he's made one trade uh, uh i think 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as Oilers general manager, um, outside of the trade deadline window, and that was trading out Saylock for futures a couple of years ago. Um, so not somebody that, that likes to tinker too much. The other thing, of course, is that they don't have an open roster spot per se right now. They have to wait until Marcus Niemelainen gets healthy um, before they can really do anything. So they got to have their finger on the pulse in there and uh, um, kind of be scouring things and, and being wait, you know, being ready to, to pick up guys. But they can't, they're kind of stuck in limbo right now. So, you know, I think right now, if you look at it, that, that 12th, forward spot would be you know Adam Ernie who who as of yesterday at least uh was was on the ice he might have been today too I unfortunately was on the on the way to the airport right now so I wasn't able to get the practice today so uh Ernie's in the conversation Lane Peterson's in the conversation again I don't think um Raphael Lavois right now he's I think he's got to stay in 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 the AHL and and build up build up uh, a little bit more currency with the organization um, so there isn't a clear-cut 12th guy, but I think they're in limbo right now, again, until Neiman gets healthy and they can actually add that guy to the roster. If you have to go, you let us know, okay? We don't want you to no, miss no, your phone. No, no, okay. we're, right. we're good. Yeah, right. we're good. Okay. Um, the... The other thing I wanted to ask you about, we talk so much, and, and I'm as guilty as anybody, probably more guilty. We talk about whatever the last spot is, the 20th spot. Important to remember that the important spots are the top ones, and the Edmonton Oilers, I mean, they look locked and loaded. The second line, as you mentioned in your article, maybe a little wobbly here early, but it is early days. There, there's a lot of top-end talent on this team, and if Ekholm can play uh, either in game one or soon, that defense should look a lot better than it did opening night a year ago. Are you telling me, Al, that, that Connor McDavid is more important than Raphael Lavoie? Are you really saying that? <laughs> well, I, I have uh, to. They're making me. <laughs> they're making you. Okay, okay. Well, I'm here to confirm that that is, in fact, the case. Um, yeah, I mean, this team's got an incredible top-end talent. I think everyone knows that. You look at uh, you know their top four, really, last year. Uh, three guys, uh, if you add um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with, with Dreisaitl and McDavid to, to, to get over 100 points. Hyman with a career high, you know, over 80. Uh, Fander King, you know, who knows where he would have been if he didn't miss half the year. So they've got a, you know, incredible top six with with Connor Brown there as well. Uh, the defense, I think you're going to see some good things from from Evan Bouchard this year. Uh, you know, the injury to Ekholm is a little bit of concern. I think going into this going into the season, you would have wanted him healthy, uh, obviously, but especially to get some some. Um, you know, some time together with, with those young defensemen, Broberg and, and DeHarnay. So, um, but, you know, you throw a nurse and, and those, those three, I think, make the, make the crux of a very good top four. Uh, the team's going to win on its, on its talent and its uh, top-end uh, talent. Uh, you want to add a little bit more depth, probably another defenseman at some point in the season, another center. Uh, but it's really a fourth-line center. They're set down the middle in the top three. Yeah, this team is as good as any uh, in terms of its top-end talent, and that's what's going to win them games. Uh, yeah, you, you saw the Vegas series. Maybe they want a little bit more depth, but I'll put the Oilers top in talent up with anyone in the National Hockey League. The, the Oilers uh, players have talked about a fast start and wanting one. I, I like the schedule for them early on. Uh, they're playing enough weaker teams. You would think that they'll be able to uh, to dominate. Um, the the team that, that in the Pacific that I'm very interested in seeing is Vegas. Last year, I, I just felt they had too many moving parts and wouldn't be able to get it done. Obviously wrong. Do, yeah. do you see the Oilers and Vegas as being far enough ahead of the rest of the Pacific that, that whoever finishes third won't be a, a huge worry, or do you think a, a Seattle or L.A. is getting closer? 
I'm, I'm right there in, in the former. I, I think the Oilers and the Golden Knights are the class of, of the division. I like the division, uh, aside from the two teams at the bottom, I think, the Sharks and the Ducks. Um, I think any one of those six teams in the middle can make the playoffs. Um, but the top end, to me, is the Golden Knights uh, and, and the Oilers. Uh, I don't think in that order. I, I think the Oilers are a better team. I think the Oilers have more going for them. Um, but I was right with you uh, last season with, um, with you know, not – being really sold on Vegas, and um, uh, clearly I, I was wrong. I mean, I thought the goaltending was going to be wonky, uh, and, and yeah, just moving parts, and we saw Mark Stone get hurt too. So um, who knows? But um, you, you know, with, with with these two teams, I, I think you know they they should be battling for the top spot in the division. And the Oilers, I think, what it comes down to is consistency. I mean. Uh, two years ago under Dave Tippett, you saw them get off to this incredible start, uh, 5-0, and 9-1, and 16-5, and, and, you know, and Dave Tippett gets, gets fired basically halfway through the season. Uh, just an incredible swoon there in December into January. Uh, last season, you know, they had some dips. It wasn't quite the, uh, the, the dramatic fall-off that they did two years ago, but people, some people will forget by Christmas they had the exact same record uh, that that they had when they fired Dave Tippett. So uh, both were years requiring pretty good or well, very good, I should say, second half to get them to where they were in the standings. And they just need to kind of string it together, not get, not have these, you know, three, four game losing streaks uh, that they had earlier in the year. And uh, I think they should be fine. And I think, you know, as I've, I predicted, I think they'll be winning their first uh, um, division crown of the regular season since 87. Daniel, I don't want to put you in a difficult spot. I, I do know that the big story today is uh, with regard to the National Hockey League uh, and pride tape and, and uh, mm-hmm. preseason or pre, pre-game uh, warm-ups and, and what players uh, can be put in a position or not in a position to do. Uh, if you don't have any thoughts on it, that's fine, but I did want to give you an opportunity to comment, uh, and I know you're scooting out here soon. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I, I, mean, I think it's just cowardly quite frankly from the national hockey league i mean uh, they should be able to uh it go it just goes uh, exactly the opposite of of what had happened last year where they were giving players um you know the choice to to not wear warm-up jerseys uh to not wear pride tape to not or use pride tape to not do it you know different things to uh you know celebrate the lgbtq community and and now they're yeah, going against that, where they're not even affording players the opportunity to uh, to express how they feel and to show support for you know people in marginalized communities, I, I think it's just disgraceful. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to any of the players. You know, I know the sto- uh, story kind of broke yesterday after practice, and again, I wasn't able to get to the rink today. I don't know if I'll you know might save it for another day if I'll get a chance to talk to somebody tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean, the one guy that, that really stands out uh, to me is somebody like Zach Hyman, and, and, and certainly I don't want to put words in his mouth, but when I wrote about uh, the issue uh, in March, you know, the Oilers before their Pride Night, and, and Hyman was very outspoken, you know, saying that his, you know, his best friend's brother's gay. Uh, this is all in the article, so I'm not speaking out of school here, but, um, you know, Hyman just said, like, like he's, he wants to be somebody that's an ally and wants to be somebody who's, who's supportive and was very... Uh, proud to use the pride tape last year and went further saying that he was, he'd really like to use, uh, you know, wear a, you know, a, 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 a Jersey, it, it, whether it's warm up or a game or what have you. So um, you're, you're, you're taking that out of somebody's hands who, who, who wants to, uh, you know, be supportive and, and be an ally. And, and I just think it's wrong. It's, it's, 
<laughs> I don't know why the National Hockey League feels like it needs to dip its toe in this water. It's, it's makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree. Have a safe trip, and we'll talk to you soon, sir. All right, take care. Thanks for having me on. All right, Daniel Nugent Bowman from the Athletic does great work. Read his article, uh, well, all of them, but uh, the one that he has up about Raphael Lavoie is very revealing, not just about Lavoie, but Ken Holland indicates where he's headed. Uh, and I think I, we could see a trade, and we could certainly see a signing, and it might be Adam Ernie. But uh, this this is fascinating. Um, and I think that we do have a tendency, and by we, I mean me, have a tendency to over focus on the end of the roster. It's a wonderful roster. Connor David said today it's the best team he's played with. That That's an indicator. Um, but it is also an important story, and we do follow it. Now, I am so out of it, and I apologize. It's not even the turkey. I'm just, I'm wonky because of the timing. We have a break now. Yes, that okay. is correct. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown the traffic starts on Sports 1440 with Dolly Parton on Twang Tuesday. What a great choice. I thought you were actually going to work nine to five. It looked like it there earlier today. It was definitely shaping up to uh, to be that way. Why can't Hallie just like do Vegas one fewer day? I know he's really throwing a wrench in all of our plans just, here. But I feel uh, like you know this is this is you know if he's not showing up tomorrow, I'm telling the story. Quick long weekend trip out to Vegas, uh, catch something, and so uh, no go on Tuesday. It's a vicious cycle. So bad, you know. Just you know, just say no and go to the airport. Crying out loud. A big shout out to Matthew Phillips of the Washington Capitals. Weighs 140 pounds. The latest player in the history of the league. The lightest player in the history of the league. Hurdy. I love this show. <laughs> Justin. I, I, you know how sometimes you word, you, you say it and, and, you know it's not a real word, but it's already out there, and that's what happened to me there. It was uh, hurdy. Good Lord. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get over that one. There was a trade today. Did you report the trade today, sir? I did not. So, I did not break the trade. So we're just we just don't care anymore. We just don't care. We just do whatever we want. We had turkey today. We just snooze right through. That there, there I, there's definitely some truth to that second part. I wouldn't say I do whatever I want whenever I want, but that listen, the turkey is the residual turkey effect is here to stay today. Here's my thing: at what point do we admit that we're not having a perfect show? Should we have done that earlier? I think it's just un, it's unspoken. We know we're not going to have a perfect show, right. but it's going to be pretty good. And is, we're going to do. What is we it can. because we took the extra day off? Like we're just not we're not back in the hack, as it were. There's probably a little bit of truth to that because I'll say, listen, hand up, not my best day. I feel pretty tired, pretty sluggish. I don't feel uh, on my toes. So listen, maybe it is. Maybe it is the extra day we took off. I don't know. I feel kind of hurdy. Yeah, <laughs> where you set me up for that one and I didn't deliver. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I I just say stuff, and then I wait for you to be funny, and then I say, hey, "I set you up good on that one." That's what old people do. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. You wait for me to be funny. I, 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 don't I, know. I want you to understand something. There is a, a friend of mine years ago. She got off the phone. She slammed the phone down, and she goes, "He's not going to old man me. Don't let me old man you. Don't okay. let me do that. You just you just absolutely." Call me on my stuff. I'll stand my ground. Yeah. I'll young, I'll young the show down. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
That song Thunder Rolls is great, but if you like a little heavier music, check it. A uh, cover of it by the band called State of Mind. It's a great cover from Rod. Well, I will. I love music. I love all kinds of music. Alan, when is Daniel Nugent Bowman on? Well, he was on a few minutes ago. Like Hurdy Gurdy? Yeah, a little bit. Hurdy Gurdy Man. What do you think is a realistic package for an upgrade to the top pair right D? CC Lavoie, first round pick 2024. Who could you get? Seems like one RD is more of a need than right handed 4C. I think we should keep our powder dry, as a wise old man once said. Let CC recover with fewer minutes and stop bleeding assets. Kevin in the sauna. Well, there was a time when Brett Pesci, yeah, it's not our best day. Brett Pesci was available, uh, Carolina. He's not now, but he would have been a really good get for the Oilers. I don't think there is one, and that's why I think that it's exciting that they're going to give Broberg a shot and also CC a shot. Figure it out. You got like eighty-two games. Cheetos are overrated. Where did this come from? Did you go on a Cheeto rant that I didn't hear about? No, I did not. I think it was just when we, you know, someone said Red Deerios, then we talked about Cheerios. Uh, Potentially that was lost in the mix. Could have sounded like Cheetos, but uh, no rants while you were were gone, while you were fixing your hair. You know, I... (laughs) I, can I can I just take a moment here to talk about something that's bothering me? Of course, always. So I'm I'm um, I'm having to buy new shampoo uh, for the first time in like many years, and I am finding that these headphones make my hair look flat no matter what I do. So what do you do? Like how do you solve this problem? So you've been getting the volumizing shampoo. I don't know. I because just I bought would, shampoo. I would start there. I would get volumizing shampoo. Is that like Head and Shoulders or something or what? Ooh, I don't know the. I don't know what specific brands are volumizing, but it'll, it'll usually volumizing. say volumizing. Yeah, it'll is usually. Is this a new say. word? I've never heard of this. No, before. no, no. You add volume to your hair. Is to it make like it. Martinizing? Listen, I don't know about any of that. We're just talking about shampoo here. I don't want to get off the track. So I got to get some volumizing shampoo now. Yes, but I'm not the best person to ask because I wear a hat every day, so my hair is always pretty flat. But. That's where I would start. Why do you wear a hat every day? You're comfortable? Do you get cold? 400% of your body heat goes right out of the top of your head. Yeah, I've heard that. No, I think I just look cool with it. Yeah, you feel comfortable. Yeah, just look like a cool guy. Yeah. Knows what he's doing. See, comfortable in his own skin. When you, you're 26? Uh, yeah. When you want to look cool, you think about clothing. Yes. When I want to look cool, the first thing I think of is humidity. Okay. Because if it's like 100% humidity, nothing I can do. There's mm. not a single thing in my life I can do. It's yeah, it's true. I'm going to well, look like a man who just had, you know, some rain cloud just come on over and say hi. That's just owed to the volumizing shampoo as far as I'm concerned. I oh. think that'll help it a lot. Caleb Jones got traded today for mm. Cal Burke. Mm-hmm. And you weren't going to talk about it at all. No, I have a top of the hour update coming in a little bit. I'm I will tell you this, I believe in my heart of hearts he's now in Colorado. I believe Caleb Jones will have a good year this year. I believe this to be true. I hold these things to be true. Caleb Jones will have a good year this year. What I like is that that Edmonton Auto fans are so passionate about this team. We're still arguing over Lavoie's waivers. He cleared. He cleared. I think it was reckless. 
I think there had to be. A, I would put Matthias Janmark on waivers. They did it a year ago. Nobody picked him up. Unlikely to happen this year. Protect your assets. And the reason why I don't, I don't think Matthias or uh, uh, Raphael Lavoie is the be all and end all. I just think he might be trade bait and have trade value at the deadline. And if you're Ken Holland, you've got to hold on to that asset because you don't have a lot anymore. You've traded a lot to get where you are, and you're you're in a good place. There's no doubt. You've done well, but. You need more. Got to always, you know, keep looking for more. Justin says, you need a Snickers. You're not yourself, Low Tide. I do like the Snickers bar. Did we do favorite chocolate bars last week? Not last week, but we definitely did it at okay. one point. We got a lot of interaction from that one. Yeah. You, were, you were going on a bit of a tangent, I may add. Well... I do like the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, saltwater toffee. The toffee or the taffy? Well, I don't know what it's called. I just eat it. Really <laughs> like the good. like the fruit flavored, colorful one. Oh, the, the like taffy can, is like chewy. The, the purdy when you go to Purdy's, you get it. It's it's chocolate covered and oh, okay, so that is so good. That is toffee. Okay, no, that sounds good. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know what I'm having doing to this. confirm with the old man what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> You know, it's sort of, sort of half the show. Uh, now, let's excite people about, we had great guests today. Uh, tomorrow is Wednesday. We have Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Are you working on anybody or have I told you to work on anybody? We have not discussed it yet. We will we will get whoever you want, whatever area you want. Uh, surely I would think a Vancouver Canucks guest may be relevant. That but, would be a good idea. But not no, my I show, so I, re- I, no, I revert I, to you. I think maybe we could get, uh, um, I always like to get Drance, but he's so busy. You Important know, guy. Armand Dial may be out there. There's good people. There's no doubt about that. Um, I enjoyed today. It was good. It was not the tightest show we've done. <laughs> it wasn't our best. No, but, but we, we, we hung in there. We made it work. Tide, I need to settle a debate. Is pumpkin pie a Christmas dessert? I believe it is, but I could be wrong. I, um, we went with apple and cherry for Thanksgiving. I didn't have any of it. I didn't even have the ice cream. That stupid physical of mine ruined my life. Doctors. Blega, blega, blega. And then here I am. So do we have what's coming up on Gregor's show? Or do we have time? We do. We can run over this quickly before we get to the sports update. So today on the Jason Greger show, co-host Sean Brown is going to be in at Sean Brown, former Very Edmonton cool. Oiler, of course. Ted Nolan's going to be by at 220. Uh, Derek Van Deest at 240. Dave McCarthy, 320. Jason Strudwick for Struds on at 420. Mark Spector, 5 o'clock staple, will be on at 5. And James Sobolski, 520, to talk some NHL 24. Very interesting guests. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. had a great time. Great time with our guest today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Lowdown. It is time for a sports update.